Hey, welcome to the latest episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios on 104.3 The Fan HD3. My name is Tyler Mon. It is time to talk uh, some Pioneers athletics as we near the close of the end of February, which means spring sports season is underway. And we are thrilled to be joined by the head coach of Pioneers Men's Lacrosse, the unbeaten 3-0 Denver Pioneers, Matt Brown. Uh, Brownie, it's been a good few weeks. How you doing? Good. Yeah, we're doing well. You know, seems like uh, knock on wood here, but uh, we got a great forecast for this upcoming weekend. And so the weather's starting to turn and uh, we're getting used to our, our typical winter here in Denver. So it's uh, it's nice to maybe let the guys wear the shorts of practice instead of sweats. That seems like a fantastic type of week uh, compared to the last couple of weeks. And for your guys, I mean, obviously, you know, any week when you're going into a, a game preparation uh, set of days coming off of wins is something very fun uh, regardless. And you guys are doing that and you've done it so far. You get the, the big win over Hopkins to open the season on February 3rd and overtime come back, uh, fend off a tough air force team uh, a couple of weeks ago at Peter Barton lacrosse stadium. And then last week, really impressive win on the road at a very, very talented Utah team. Uh, 16-8 is the final in that one. Uh, 3-0 and for the first time since 2017 for your guys, which is kind of hard to believe. But um, this is, I mean, best case scenario, I would imagine, for a lot of outside observers looking at this Denver team. How have you felt like the first three weeks have played out? Um, you know, I think they've all been a little little different. You know, I think, you know, the, the resi- resiliency of the Hopkins game, that was something that kind of shined. Um, you know, just kind of getting through the Air Force game, you know, was it was a game where we were kind of concerned about the field conditions. Um, and, and honestly, our ground crew did an amazing job of clearing the field and getting the field looking amazing. It was, it was more of the slush in the pockets and the pockets freezing. I tell, tell you what, we we sent the game back about 50 years there, maybe maybe 100 years uh, with with the way that we handled the ball in that one. Um, and then we went on a tough road trip. You know, we kind of changed up our, our travel uh than from our norm um you know we knew what we were getting into with a really talented air force i mean a utah team that we played in the fall we were playing there we were their one game in their football stadium you know there's a lot at stake here as, as far as you know dominance of of, of the west and, and we knew we were gonna we were gonna get their best and so um we had a good week of preparation um and the guys you know did a good job on on Saturday, still made some too many mistakes, you know, still a lot to, to lot to fix. And, uh, you know, now we, we get a, a really, really talented team, in my opinion, a top five team in the country, especially after watching them more and more on film, you know, coming here this Saturday in Cornell, um, you know, to Peter Barton. Pioneers will square off uh, with the Cornell Big Red coming up on the 24th at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium, 12 o'clock face-off for that one, and we'll preview that game coming up here in a little bit. But, uh, Brownie, one thing that has really stood out, it's felt like kind of from week to week uh, in, in observing this program is you've gotten really big contributions from a lot of different guys so far this season. I know last time out, uh, you know, your big heroes and being able to get that road win, Joshua Carlson has four goals. Mikey Lampert puts together a five-point day, a hat trick and two assists. Uh, But you're getting contributions from so many different players up and down your lineup. Uh, What is that doing right now in terms of just the confidence that your guys have with what they're able to do offensively, you don't need to rely on just one guy. You know, week one, it can be J.J. Silstrop. Week two, it can be somebody else. Week three, it can be somebody else. That's got to be a, a very good momentum builder early on in a season. You know, there's a lot of competition at practice. You know, we're playing. A lot of guys are getting opportunities down at the starters end offensively, and and we, we need to keep it that way, you know, because we have good depth, and, and the way that we're, we're going to be able to win games is – 
is by doing it all together. And, and it starts not just at the offensive end with sharing the wealth and, and kind of finding who's hot on that given day, but it's, it's, it's a collective team. You know, I, I love the phrase, right? I, I love this. It's not offense. It's not defense. It's defense. You know, I steal that from Harbaugh, but I tell you, it was, that, that that's the truth. And, and that's, that's part of what we're figuring out with the identity of this, this squad is they really need to be able to do this stuff collectively. You know, we, we, we don't, we don't have a, a, a Mikey Sowers, you know, who's, uh, who's going to take it or Mikey Powell is going to take it on, on, on the end line, you know, and just run right by you. Um, you know, we, we, we don't have, you know, the big monster, you know, lockdown defender, you know, we, we have a lot of really great ones and, and they play well off of each other. And so we just need to continue to build together and continue to correct the, the things that we, we didn't do well uh, the week prior and, and make them better you know, the next, next outing we have. You guys are uh, one of the teams in the country that I think came into the year with uh, a lot of focus, obviously, with the coaching change and all of that, but um, just a lot of focus on this veteran group and how uh, so many of your most talented guys have been around for a little while. And it feels as though the composure that you've gotten from your team early on really is befitting that. I know the Air Force game, you know, it's the only game that I've gotten to call so far this season, but it felt like there were a lot of times in that game. And you mentioned the elements and all the different things that were playing into it. Felt like there were a lot of times when a less mature team could have let that game slip away and your guys kept it on the rails. How have you felt like that veteran group has sort of been able to stabilize things so far this year? Well, they've seen a lot. They've seen a lot of different storylines and different games over the course of their tenure here. You know, we did bring them in the locker room and, 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 uh, you know, made them all kind of take a deep breath, you know, together, myself included, you know, because, you know, one of the things that I, I try to promise myself is that I'm going to keep my composure uh, as best as I possibly can so, so that they can and, and so that they can be their best. And so um, it was going a little sideways there. I'll be honest with you at, at Air Force, but they did do a good job. They came back. They, they came up. We had a much better third quarter than we did in the second quarter. And we, and we got, and we got that win. You know, there was a moment there at the, at the end of the third against Utah where, you know, they scored that end line shot buzzer beater um, actually got tipped in now watching the, uh, watching the replay. I would probably would have thrown a flag there if we were using replay, but it counted, you know, and that's, that's, that, that's kind of a, a emotionally draining, you know, moment. And it's a, it's a momentum builder for the opposing team. I thought our guys handled that moment extremely well. I thought Malcolm Cleveland did a nice job of bouncing back from that moment and having a great fourth quarter. And so, you know, these things are going to happen through the course of a game, through the course of a season, you know, and, and some of them you just can't control. And some of them you, you're going to get bad luck and some of them they're going to make a great play. But how you respond to those situations, to me, determines the character of the team that you have. You uh, pulled away late in that game and uh, to be able to go on the road and get wins is so big, but to be able to execute and finish strong uh, is such a huge step for, for a team away from home. You scored uh, once in the third, Utah got a couple of goals. It's 10, seven, you know, an outcome still somewhat in doubt, but then you pull away and you score six times in the fourth quarter. What did you feel like kind of got your guys over the line? I mean, obviously the, the defense uh, Boeing, it's back only giving up three after halftime is pretty impressive, but the way the offense pulled away, it felt like it was a very complete finish. I just, I think our attention to all the details through the course of 60 minutes is what is really, really important. And it's going to have to be the same this weekend against, against Cornell, you know, they're, they are 
really talented. They've got a great rope unit that pushes the ball in transition. If we thought that Utah pushed in transition and played the sub sub game, you know, Cornell does even more of that. You know, they've got one of the best players, top five players in, in, in the country and CJ curse. They have, you know, probably one of the best, if not the best freshman in, in, in the country in Willem Firth. And so um, the, the talent that's going to be on the field here at, at Peter Barton at noon on Saturday, it's going to be pretty remarkable. So it's going to take complete focus every phase of the game. You can't have any lapses. That whistle blows. Okay, we got the ball. Well, they got to put it down. We got to quickly retract. We can't get stuck talking to the refs. We can't get stuck staring at the ball. We can't look to the bench. We got to be whistle ready and react kind of immediately. And so that's what this that's what this thing's gonna gonna take. And I think going back to to Utah is that's what got us over that hump. We just focused on the next play and then the next play and then the next play and then the next play. If you get to a point. Yeah, uh, with the schedule that we have where you think you got a game one and you're just hanging on, that doesn't work. You know, that, on, I'll be honest with you, that probably that's probably what Hopkins is saying to themselves after after game one, you know, and yeah. so you, yeah. you can't you can't have that. You got to stay aggressive. You got to stay true to your identity and you got to continue to finish it all the way through, whether it's 60 minutes or, or more. One more point before we hit our break and then we can preview Cornell a little bit. But, you know, we talked in our, our season preview episode about how difficult your schedule was for this year. And you feel like, you know, if you're a Pioneers fan or an observer, you think like, oh, man, three and oh, I got one more game potentially get through February unbeaten. Then you look at that March schedule and it's like, oh, right, that's just as tough, if not harder. But how do you feel like your guys have responded to the challenge? You built the schedule, you know, in part deliberately to give them uh, a lot of really stern tests, knowing what those non-conference matchups would mean in terms of the postseason picture uh, to be able to have responded so well first three games. What is that said about where your team is at this early stage of a season? Yeah, I think so. So far, they've been hungry, you know, and, and they've been, um, you know, really dialed in and excited about all these different opportunities that 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 we've had these last couple of weeks. You know, the, the test will be as we continue to get on into the season is um, do you stay hungry or do you get tired? And And that is we all know in sports, it's a matter of progress. It's a matter of development. But it's also a matter of making sure that you you are your hungriest at the right moments, and and this gives us opportunities week in and week out, you know, to to challenge ourselves and and honestly challenge challenge ourselves Monday through Thursday in practice because we're we're seeing a lot of things uh, that are really dynamic on film from these from these opponents, and and we got to practice it at, at at a game speed, a game level intensity during the week, and so they've handled it well. Um, but as I told them in, in the locker room, you know, it's uh, what's done is done. We move on to the next one. Well, the next one is coming up on Saturday. We're going to step aside and then preview that as the Cornell Big Red arrive in town. It's the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show talking Pioneer men's lacrosse with the head coach of the DU Pioneers, Matt Brown, and uh, more after a timeout. It's the Pioneer Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Turnover, shot by King, wide, rebound, Hockey hits the ice February 23rd and 24th to host Miami in an NCHC skate to the top late season must have a W series. Don't miss DU Hockey this season. Grab some friends or family and enjoy a night out of championship hockey. Follow us on social or visit denverpioneers.com. DU, Denver's home for college sports. 
Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of a freshly opened, fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Beautiful. Again, extension on those leaves. Just picture perfect. Join DU Gymnastics for the final home meet of the 2024 season at the University of Denver on Sunday, March 3rd. That was a perfect routine on this event. The meet will feature a carnival on the course for youth fans. Purchase online today to cheer on the Pios. What a way to finish off this meet for the Pioneers. DU, Denver's home for college sports. Back inside the Front Range Toyota Store Studios on 104.3 The Fan HD3. It's a Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group. Tyler Mon, Pioneers Head Men's Lacrosse Coach Matt Brown as we head into week number four in this 2024 Pioneer Lacrosse season. And Brownie, uh, as stern of a test as you have faced this year and maybe will face this year in the regular season uh, with a top five to top seven team coming in, depending on uh, what poll you're looking at with the Cornell Big Red arrive in town. They're sixth in one poll, eighth in the other. You said a little while ago, you feel like they are a top five team in terms of talent um, and what they are able to do and execute on the field. They've only played once so far this year. They beat Lehigh Valley uh, 17-13 at home. And for you guys, you'll get them in their first road crack of the season. Obviously, there are a lot of challenges with traveling west and, you know, being one of the teams that uh, does make the trek out to Denver. But obviously, you can tell just from our brief conversation uh, how much respect you've got for this Cornell team. Tell us a little bit about the Big Red and what you've seen from them, even though you've only got one game uh, worth of tape to evaluate. Yeah, it's a, their, their their first game against Lehigh, honestly, was a similar type of conditions as we had against, uh, against Air Force, you know, and so it was – at points in, in the film, it was a complete whiteout. I think actually, you know, ESPN picked up the women's game who was, I can't remember if it was before the men's game or after the men's game, but, you know, you couldn't see anything that was going on there. So, um, you know, we, we get them to come out here. We're going to have a beautiful Saturday. It's going to be 60 plus degrees and uh, in a packed Peter Barton stadium with, uh, with, with, a, with a great, great team, you know, a great team. And I give them a lot of credit. You know, I made a lot of phone calls in this off season to, ask people to come out here and it's hard to get people to come out here, but you know, uh, Busick did it. Coach Busick, you know, he, he, without hesitation said, we want to come out. We want to experience what, what Peter Bart playing at Peter Barton is all about. He feels like it'd be great for his, his group. Uh, I feel like it's fantastic for our group. And so, so here we have it. Um, you know, they, they're very, very talented all over the field. They've got, you know, some of the most elite offensive players in, in the country. Um, they've got a stout defense. They've got great coaches. They've got a scrappy face-off man. And and they like to play fast. And they like to push the ball. And so um, this is a game where you, you, you can't get caught off guard. You, you're going to have to be on edge for the whole entire game. And you got to move from one phase to the next phase to the next phase. And, and also a game, you know, in all these big games is – you know, momentum is going to be is going to be key. You know, who who can gain it, who can stop it, who can recapture it. You know that that's what these big big time games are are, are all are all about. You know, they're going to get a few here or there. They're going to make a nice play here or there. But can you not let them get you know two or three or four in a row? You know that that's going to be really vital um, and important for for our success on Saturday. 
it's pretty crazy to look at the the history of this series because the Pioneers and the Big Red haven't played in 12 years, uh, and that was their second meeting in four years, and those are the only times these two teams have played, 2008 and 2012. Uh, so obviously, you know, not much has remained the same uh, with these programs since then. When you look at um, sort of the identity of uh, Cornell lacrosse and how they play, maybe similarly uh, or differently from what you'll see on the the conference landscape or some of your common opponents from year to year, um, what if you had to kind of outline what Pioneers fans can expect from Cornell, what would it be? Well, they, they play a version of lacrosse that that we that we try to play. You know, to be honest with you, you know they're they're very um, ball movement, people movement on offense, very skilled minded. Uh, offensive players they've got a, a defense that trusts and believes in themselves that will be physical um they'll they'll push they'll push transition but they're not going to be just purely reliant upon transition they they are perfectly fine um playing inside the box and six on six settle possessions you know the, the one thing that they've done a great job in the last couple of years they utilize the pick game extremely well you know, there's picks all over the field. And so how you navigate that pick as the on-ball defender, how you communicate through that um, as, as the off-ball defender is, is, is going to be, is going to be a big time key. When you get a chance uh, to potentially finish off the first month of a season on such a good note as you have, we've talked in the past and seasons past about, you know, kind of the four quarters of your season, whether it's uh, non-conference play to start the year, conference, regular season play, conference tournament, NCAA tournament. What are the lessons that you hope your guys have sort of internalized uh, through these first three, but even counting Saturday going into what turns into really the meat or the more routine portion of your schedule when, when March hits? I think I think you got to play these types of games to know that if you're going to be successful, you may have to do them in in, in different ways. Um, and you mentioned earlier, Moner, about different guys stepping up, you know, at different moments in different games, and you know, Josh Carlson having a four goal performance, Mikey Lampert, who, who who didn't play against Air Force, was able to bounce back and get and get a hat trick and an assist, um, you know, at big time moments in in the game. Meanwhile, JJ Silstrap had had that, that great run, um, you know, in the fourth quarter and, and overtime against, against Hopkins is the the great teams, you know, are the ones that can almost be like a chameleon. They can adapt to um, whatever needs to be to need to happen in order for them to get the job done. You know, if we need to push the ball and be a more up tempo, we can do that. If we need to slow it down and settle and value possession so that they don't get any and be a little bit smarter minded, you know, we, we can do that. And, and so, you know, hopefully after the course of this first month of the season, our guys are starting to learn that we, we can be just great lacrosse players. We don't have to just always do the same thing. Um, and again, we got to stay together and that, that, that's, that's the ultimate thing. You know, it's not, it's not just one guy. It's not just one unit. It's just not staff at the face off X. It's his wing guys as well that are competing, that are, that are getting us the ball. And if it's, if it's, we score, if the Denver pioneers score, then that's all that matters. Brownie, you are uh, a guy who, you know, you, you exude so much confidence on the sidelines and from game to game, uh, that's going to continue to grow in your role as a head coach. We've talked about this veteran group that you have and how it seems like they go hand in hand with that, where you know you've got so many of these guys that you can rely on. One of the areas that coming into this season we thought was going to be kind of a question mark was the play in between the pipes because you didn't have quite as settled of a situation at goal uh, as maybe in seasons past. But Malcolm Cleveland the last couple of weeks has come up huge 
for your team. And the thing that I've noticed about him is Malcolm seems to be very good at being positionally sound. And again, that's coming from, you know me, we've done this together for a while now. I'm a moron when it comes to actually understanding the intricacies of all this stuff. But it seems like Malcolm gets himself in the right position at the right time rather than having to be acrobatic or leap across the crease to make saves. What have you seen from him over the last couple of weeks that have enabled him to, you know, earn a couple of all-conference nods already? He made 14 saves on Saturday against Utah. He's been really impressive. Yeah, he has. He's had two good games, you know, and, uh, you know, I credit that to, to one, him and, and his his work that he's putting in here. I also credit that to Timmy McNamara, the guy that's, that's standing behind him that's breathing down his neck because uh, Timmy Timmy's Timmy's ready to go at, at any moment. And that that's when you have healthy competition in practice, it pushes the other guys to be, to be their best. And, uh, you know, I give, I give Malcolm a, a great deal of credit, you know, especially after that air force game where we, we all know it was like, you know, trying to balance a, a pee on a knife out there. You know, he, he threw some really nice outlet balls against Utah and he got it out of the stick very quickly. You know, there was a moment where he got hit in the Adams Adams apple and he went down and the ball was sitting in the goal and he toughed it out and he got to it, and he clamped it down, and he made an outlet pass to get it out of the zone so that they couldn't get an easy one. And those are the types of plays that 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 it's going to take. And uh, he stopped the ball the last couple of games. Let's knock on wood and hope that he he can continue that trend. Um, and, and we need to continue to play good defense in front of him. We need to continue to give him shots that he wants to see, contested ones. We need to continue to be aggressive on hand so that guys aren't seeing the net cl cleanly or clearly and don't have that much time to, to execute. So it's been a great start, but it's in the early season, and I'm excited to see uh, uh, what's to come from him. All right, Brownie, last question for you. You got your uh, home debut under your belt a couple of weeks ago against Air Force, but there's just something different about the days of Peter Bartlett Cross Stadium, especially in February, where you can get a day where it's a blue sky day, temperatures are in the 60s, whatever it is. To be the head coach of this program and to take the field on one of those Barton Saturdays, uh, you know, something that you did as a player and that you've done as an assistant. How cool is that going to be? The crowd's always amazing. Uh, you know, even a couple of weeks ago on Saturday when we had crazy snow and wind and cold, we had an amazing crowd. Uh, but it feels like Saturday is just going to be one of those days where it's like, oh, right, this is this is the job. This is what I've been striving for. What's that, that moment going to be like for you? That's yeah, fun. You know, Monterey, it's, there's no better place. I've, I've been blessed in, in my life to, to coach and play lacrosse. Really, honestly, around the world, it's some pretty cool venues and, and some pretty big events, but there's, there's, there's nothing like Peter Barton lacrosse stadium and, and the fans that we have is just, they're just electric, you know, right on top of you. And, uh, you know, we've got the tailgate zone that they, they launched uh, even against Air Force and the bad weather. People still showed up. And so um, I'm hopeful that we're going to have a, a, a sellout crowd, a packed place. And, um, you know, that we've never beaten Cornell. Right. We've never beaten right. our program has never beaten Cornell Big Red. You know, we've played a lot of a lot of good teams. We've beaten some really good programs. We've never done that. And so. Um, what a huge opportunity we have at home in front of the best fans in the country. I just hope we uh, we make the most out of it. Well, coming up this Saturday at noon, right here on 104.3, the fan HD3, the Denver Pioneers and the Cornell Big Red uh, will square off for the first time since 2012 as the Pioneers look to continue this unbeaten start to the 2024 season. He's head coach of the Pioneers, Matt Brown. Uh, Brownie, best of luck this weekend. Um, Going to be a fun one, a really exciting matchup as part of this great schedule. And, uh, you know, next couple weeks at home for your guys as well. So keep things rolling coming up against uh, Cornell on Saturday. 
Thanks, Moner. Appreciate it. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show. He's Matt Brown. I'm Tyler Mon from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios presented by Johnson Financial Group. We'll talk to you next time on 104.3 The Fan HD3.